Hello and welcome to my podcast. Um, I'm going to be doing my chosen artifact on the Netflix series Outer Banks. Um, of this artifact, uh, the Karos uh, of the Outer Banks series on Netflix is found in the fact that it was released near the beginning of the year when COVID nineteen hit. Um, there's around ten ep- or there's ten episodes. And they're coming out with a season two, actually, but uh, that there was ten episodes in the first season. Um, it's around an adventurous uh, group of friends um, looking for some treasure and the mindset of adventure. And uh, the characters learn more about themselves um, and find some really shocking discoveries uh, about uh, the treasure and things, but also about the people around them. Um, There's uh, some sort of aban- abandoned issues, um, some family abuse, uh, treatment based on the uh, social class, uh, the rich and the poor side. Um, the purpose of this whole artifact is to uh, investigate a mystery um, to inform about politics and persuade listeners to believe something to entertain or to build awareness um, the purpose of Outer Banks, which is available only on Netflix, uh, overall, just to uh, entertain the audience. Um, the whole there's uh, some drama, but the audience is uh, sharing with them a fictional, um, thrilling, and adventurous drama about a group of teens called Pogues. Um, their interactions with the upper class enemies the cooks in the area of North Carolina uh, Outer Banks Um, the teens on their journey find answers about the protagonist Um, uh, the main character's dad uh, the missing father and the 400 million in missing treasure that his father was looking for um also, uh, they find out a lot just again about the people around them as they go along looking for this treasure. Um, there's, uh, there, okay, so basically, when they're going to look for the treasure, some, uh, factual, there's factual evidence and anecdotal evidence, patho- which is pathos. Um, factual evidence is the logos, but, um, the, the evidence is provided for the artifact's claim, um, provided through each of the ten episodes. Uh, um, the formality of the artifact, uh, similar to the NPR policies podcast, uh, does tone down a shift from the formal to informal. Um uh, thinking about Brian Reed and John McLemore in S-Town. Um, I believe the dictation is maintained through the series. Uh, it's mostly f- informal due to the audience and the characters in which the show is surrounded. Um, but some other rhetorical elements that are specific uh, are prevalent. Um you consider the tone, style, pacing, narration, music, and other audio elements, visuals, extra resources, and materials. Um, 
the main character of the whole show is uh, John B. Um, he's the one giving the background information, the insight that's going on. Um, but there's also that's not also always necessary because usually you can tell a lot and anticipate a lot throughout the show. Uh, it's a very adventurous, exciting, and thrilling show. Um, the teens, uh, what they picked up on their journey, and you're kind of at the edge of your seat once that happens because a lot of exciting things are going on throughout the journey. Um, the The show does hang leave you hanging at the end of the at the end of the uh, the end of the season, the very last episode, which that's when everybody kind of assumed there was going to be a season two because. Um, it's just a dramatic ending to the whole show. Um, the, uh, visuals complement the claims and the artifact makes or distract from them. Um, the entire artifact is visual since it's a television series, um, 10 episodes in the first season, um, <sighs> Uh, the limitations of the Outer Banks series is mostly fictional. It, uh, touches on some realistic issues, but presents a very dramatic way. Uh, it's uh, filmed in Charleston, South Carolina, but it is meant to take place in Outer Banks, North Carolina. Um... The most effective rhetorical strategies throughout Outer Banks is the uh, um, is definitely pathos or appeal to emotion. Um, throughout the show, you can feel yourself building an attachment to the characters and just kind of feeling how they're feeling. Especially around my age, you can kind of relate to some of the scenarios and put your put put myself in their shoes. Um, Um, some of the things that the Pogues feel, um, just here's a quote that John B says is, uh, the downside of Pogues life is we're ignored and neglected, but the upside of Pogues life is we're ignored and neglected, which means we do whatever we want whenever we want. Uh, that's just how they feel. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just how it goes throughout the whole whole series okay um basically uh the outer banks is netflix series original action adventure mystery teen drama uh focuses on a group of misfit teenagers called pokes um they stumble upon and find some treasure um a long buried secret that uh, they're really trying to find that John B's dad had been looking for, um, but he had been actually murdered by Sarah, which Sarah was John B's girlfriend. And later on throughout the story, they had found that out. That was one of the examples of how they find out more about some people and the abuse that was in this series. Um, but the show uses a lot of pathos to appeal um, its audience by making them feel connected to the characters. Like, same way as just feeling it, especially around the age group that they targeted. The Outer Banks is a very exciting, interesting television series. Uh, 
it's very popular. It's, it's been really successful. Um, that's why it's come back for a second season. So they kind of left as a cliffhanger, and now they're coming back with a second season. So I know a lot of people are very excited and uh, ready to watch the season two. I know I am, so I can't wait to watch it. But, uh, yeah, that's it for today's podcast. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and I hope you all have a great day.